Welcome to the War from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, today we've got something special, and uh, it's the broadcast portion of a USO show done by Jack Benny for the troops in Cairo, Egypt. The original air date was September 13th of 1943. And it contains a lot of uh, typical Benny gags, though, without uh, his gang. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Replacing the program originally scheduled for this time, the National Broadcasting Company now presents a special broadcast by Jack Benny from somewhere in Egypt. We take you now to Cairo. Grandpa speaking from an American supply base near Cairo, Egypt. It's one o'clock in the morning, and to our American audience, it may be a strange time for a show. But here, it is the most comfortable time of a working day of almost unbearable heat. Regardless of the heat, supplies must get to our fighting front. Tanks and guns must be repaired, and the men of the service of supply are dedicated to this job. This morning, these men are being entertained by the greatest aggregation of stars ever to be sent to the Middle East by USO camp shows. Here comes a G.I. greeting to Winnie Shaw, Anna Lee, Larry Adler, and Jack Benny. of Egypt is called the piaster. The piaster is worth four cents. That's right. So tonight we bring you the only man in Cairo who can get plastered on two piasters, <laughs> Jack Benny. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking from Cairo, Egypt which is the main oasis between Tel Aviv and Waukegan. <laughs> Imagine, folks, it's one o'clock in the morning here and three o'clock yesterday afternoon in Los Angeles. I'm just going to bed and Phil Harris isn't even up yet. <laughs> and Fred, Fred, you're wrong about your introduction. I didn't get plastered on two piastres or even four piastres. Then uh, what were you doing on the banks of the Nile last night, stabbing yourself in the chest with a snake? <laughs> well, look at the publicity it got for Cleopatra. I gotta keep my I gotta keep my name going, kid. You know. <laughs> but good heavens, man! Cleopatra died as a result of doing that. I know, Fred. I know, but I wasn't worried about that. 
You see, the snake I grabbed hold of looked up at me and said, It won't do you any good, buddy. I'm from Palm Springs, and I'm here on a vacation. But, Fred, this trip to me is really amazing. I can't believe I'm in ancient Egypt. Oh, this is a great place, all right. Uh, tell me, Jack, uh, did you pick up any souvenirs to take home? Souvenirs? No, I didn't, Fred. Uh, a British soldier tried to sell me a souvenir, but I didn't feel like buying it. Why not? Oh, I don't know. What can I do with an Italian general? I mean, <laughs> you know, airmail at 80 cents a pound. And besides, now, now I know a guy who can get them for me wholesale, you know. But, Fred, look at the souvenir I did get last week. This will knock your eye out. Look. Let's see that. Here you are, a genuine Egyptian handbag. I bought it for Mary. Egyptian? Why, Jack, this handbag comes from the United States. What? Look. Here it is right here. It says, made in Minneapolis. Minneapolis? Well, I'll be... Darn these glasses. I thought it said Heliopolis. <laughs> oh, well, another day, another theater. <laughs> but, Fred, I really had a great time here in Egypt. I've seen the pyramids and the sphinx and the Nile. Gosh, imagine seeing the Nile River. I can't believe it. You know, Jack, there's an old saying about that river... He who drinks of the waters of the Nile will return again. I know, Fred, I know. I took a drink of it last night, and I returned a little sooner than I expected. <laughs> but I certainly did enjoy the pyramid. Well, while you were there, Jack, did you visit the tomb of King Tut? King Tut? No, no, I didn't bother with that. He's so corny now, you know. Now, we asked for Fred Allen, you know? Oh, by the way, uh, uh, you know, Alan, uh, Alan wanted to make a trip overseas, but he was examined by an army doctor, and they wouldn't let him go. They just uh, put his picture on the bulletin board of every camp, and right under it they wrote, Don't let this happen to America. You know? Thank you. Thank you, fellas. Heaven bless you for that. Anyway, we were talking about the pyramids, weren't we, Fred? Yes, uh, I wish your first Jack. name wasn't Fred. I hate that. Uh, incidentally, Jack, did anyone ever tell you how long it took to build one of those pyramids? No, no, Fred. Uh, how long did it take? Well, history tells us that it took 100,000 workmen 30 years to construct one pyramid. Imagine 30 years. 30 years? Gosh, Henry Kaiser would throw a fit. even more impressed by the Sphinx. You know, Larry Adler and I had a picture taken in front of the Sphinx playing a duet. Larry with his harmonica and I with my violin. It is? Uh, well, that must have been interesting. Oh, it was. It was. But Fred, uh, Fred, let me ask you something. Confidentially, an ancient goddess like the Sphinx wouldn't know a word like phooey, would it? But, no, of course not. I guess it must have been the wind, I guess. <laughs> I was worried there for a minute. Oh, hello, Larry. Saida, Jack, Saida. <laughs> well. Oh, Fred, uh, this is Larry Adler, the world's greatest harmonica player. We're making this camp tour together. Saida, Larry. Hey, what's this Saida, Saida? That means your laundry won't be back for three days. <laughs> oh. Oh, no, fellas. Saida is the Arabic word for good day. 
Oh, yes, of course. Uh, Saida, good day. You mean like, did you have a Saida at the races? Yes, and I know the answer to that in Arabic, brother. Shihau by Eid, Limihata. That means, where's the nearest hot shop? You know, Larry, you ought to stick with me all the time we're in Egypt. I, you know, I can be a great help because I speak their language fluently. You do, eh? Oh, definitely. I know a lot of words like mafi, bakshi. <laughs> oh, really? Tarboosh, fuller bruce. Oh, oh, a lot of them. For instance, Larry, and uh, keep this under your fez. Uh, if you want to... If you want to get somewhere with a pretty girl here, you call her over and say, My fish, Toot. It never fails, you know? As a matter of fact, Jack, my fish is the one word that makes me homesick for the stage. Remember Rudy Valley when he used to sing it every week? My fish is your fish. Your fish is my fish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he could sing in any language. By the way, Larry, where are you living here in town? Oh, I'm at Shepherd's Hotel. Oh. You know, when I was a kid, I used to read E. Philip Toppenheim. I was fascinated by those beautiful women, the millionaire bankers, and the royalty you'd meet on the terrace of Shepherd's Hotel. I had to see that for myself. Oh, of course, of course. The Battle of the Terrace. Of course, of course. You never can tell who wins. Yeah, mm-hmm. where are you living? Me? Well, I wanted to get to know the people of Egypt, you see. I wanted to be in their atmosphere, so I'm living at the Abdullah Abu Mustafa Ben Hassan Auto Park. <laughs> I wanted to live the life of an Egyptian, observe their customs, eat their food, wear their clothes. I returned them, of course. You know. Well, so much for life at the Abdullah. Well, Jack, I've enjoyed this talk with you very much, but don't you think it's about time I played a number? Oh, yes. What are you going to play, Larry? Well, I was thinking of Begin the Begin. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, don't stand there. Do something. All right, boys.
played by Larry Adler and accompanied in a grand manner by the Sky Blazers under the direction of Major Hittenmark. Any resemblance between the Sky Blazers and Phil Harris's orchestra is their own fault. And uh, now, folks, hey, wait a minute, Jack. Phil Harris has done a lot for you. Where would you be without him? Where would I be without him? Look where I went to escape him. <laughs> Where was I? You were nowing the folks. Oh, yes, I know. The commercial. And now, folks, a message from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, do you wake up in the morning feeling like a pyramid? You do? Well, then why couldn't you have one? Yes, go to your nearest bricklayer and say, I want a pyramid. His answer should prove extremely interesting. A small down payment now, and the pyramid is yours. Pay the rest in 2,000 years. Remember, folks, buy Pinkett's Pyramid. It makes all other pyramids... It makes all other pyramids look alike. <laughs> buy your pyramid from Pinkett's. Your pyramid from Pinkett's. simple. 
Well, there was another thing, Jack. The, uh, the character itself called for a very, very generous husband. A man who lavished expensive luxuries on his wife. Money was absolutely no object. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for our feature attraction this evening, we are going to offer... Another thing, Jack. All right, Anna. Okay, okay, okay. See you later. For our feature attraction this evening, we are going to offer... Hello, Jack. Hiya, fellas. Well, hello, ladies.
Now, mister, what can I get here that's a real souvenir of Egypt? Gentlemen, you name it, we've got it. I sell everything here from scarabs to camels. Oh, say, camels, that's an idea. You know, with the, with the shortage of gasoline and everything, maybe I ought to buy a camel. Very good, sir. One hump for two. <laughs> Oh, is, uh, is there a difference? Oh, yes. You see, a one-hump camel can go seven days without a drink. A two-hump camel can go 30 days. I see. Well, what does he keep in his second hump? Dry ice. Oh. You know, Benny can go without a drink indefinitely. Yes. Of course, sooner or later, somebody buys him one. Larry. Then, mister, your advice would be... Oh, definitely the two-hump camel. The trade-in value is so much better. Oh, certainly. That's a very important point to consider. I mean, a man of my position couldn't afford to be seen riding down Hollywood Boulevard on last year's camel. Mary just wouldn't get on one. Tell me, is a camel easy riding? Mr. Benny, after seven years in the Maxwell, even a Bronco camel would be a pleasure. I understand. I'll take the two-hump camel. Now, where shall I deliver it? At Shepherd's Hotel, care of Mr. Adler. I'll pick it up in the morning. Well, goodbye, sir. Goodbye, and thank you very much. Goodbye, Miss Zulika. Thanks for your trouble. You're welcome, I'm sure. Come, Larry. Let us away. Okay, Jack. I think they made a good buy. Yeah. Gosh, what a colorful street this is. Really, listen to that. That's real native music. Guess what you came over here to get. Hey, let's follow this guy. Gentlemen, we leave the bazaar of ancient, mysterious Egypt. But who knows? Someday we may return. The East is inscrutable. Inshallah. Ladies and gentlemen, the big news last week was Italy's surrender. Here is a first-hand account of the invasion that preceded the surrender by probably the first American reporter to set foot on enemy Europe. Collier's war correspondent, Frank Gervasi. Thanks, Jack. But first, before I talk about my work, let's talk a little about yours. I've just returned from a battle, but you've just come back from watching men work who make battles and victories possible. The men who keep the weapons and munitions rolling into Russia. Uh, yes, Frank, we've just come back from the Persian Gulf. To read about our supplying Russia is one thing. To see our boys unloading ships, loading trucks, and driving them over a nightmare version of the Burma Road in a heat often as high as 170 degrees, well, that's a reality. Thank you very much, Jack Benny. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to a special broadcast by the one and only Jack Benny, direct from Egypt, where Jack has been entertaining our troops. Jack will be back soon in Hollywood. Others appearing with him today on this unusual broadcast were Larry Adler and his harmonica, Anna Lee of the screen, and Winnie Shaw, the well-known young singer. 
This broadcast came to you from Cairo, Egypt, and New York. This is the National Broadcasting Company. That will do it for today. If you uh, have a comment, email me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. I welcome your story or that of loved ones who served during World War II. Ken Curlin provides our opening theme music, kencurlin.com. I am your host, Adam Graham. This uh, series is provided as a service of the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, greatdetectives.net.